Welcome to Good, Great, Better, a place that encourages you to believe in yourself, continue to grow, and live a happier life. I'm your host, Keon. I've been a successful teacher and coach for 10 years, but most of all, I enjoy helping others reach their goals and improve their skills. Join in every week as I share stories, provide tools, and give actionable tips to help you get better and move towards your goals. What's up? Welcome back to Good, Great, Better. I'm your host, Keon. What's one of the most used words to start a question? Why? 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 If you're tired of asking why and getting nowhere, be sure to listen to today's episode. I will be sharing some very helpful tips. Let me say this loud and clear. I am by no means an expert on not asking why so much. In fact, I probably say it just as much as you do. However, I try to be more aware of when I say it, how I say it, and also be mindful of my body language. With that said, I am still working hard to improve on it myself. Now, asking why isn't inherently bad. It's actually pretty helpful, especially when you're trying to build a higher level of understanding. In fact, there is a very effective problem-solving technique by Sakichi Toyota called the five whys. If you haven't heard of it, I would encourage you to research it. However, asking why too much can be problematic, especially if we don't actually have good intentions or we allow our emotions to cloud our judgment. Take my students, for example. If one of them forgot to take home an important paper to their parents, I might ask why. Why didn't you give this paper to your parents? The next day, why did you leave this paper in your desk? Then the next day, why do you keep forgetting this paper at school? Now, eventually, I would probably become a little frustrated if this continued. But what I could do is ask a different three-letter word to help guide us both to a solution. The biggest effect of asking why too much is not getting to the bottom of behaviors or having a clear outcome. All of us have asked why. It doesn't matter if you're a teacher asking a student, a parent asking your child, a kid asking another kid, or even two adults speaking. Unfortunately, the most common answer to why is, I don't know. Sometimes that very answer can make an already frustrating situation worse. But the person answering the question may not be great at thinking through their actions or expressing what they are feeling. And that's okay. Everyone develops and processes information differently. So if you can figure out when not to ask why, you can help improve that conversation. I will admit this can be a tricky area to navigate, so having a plan helps. Here are some moments to not ask why and what to ask instead. Don't ask why when it may limit or end the conversation. Say your friend needs advice about a situation. If you say, why don't you just... To them, they may feel you're saying the answer is obvious. That could cause them to shut down. Try asking who could help you What are the options now? Don't ask why when it sounds judgmental. Say a different friend needs help. If you say, why don't you just, or why can't you? Remember, your friend is already frustrated. You could come off as a know-it-all. Try asking, what have you tried so far? Can you help me better understand? Don't ask why when it feels like an interrogation. The purpose of your questioning should be to collaborate and find a solution. So don't ask, why can't you be more like, or why do you always? Try asking, 
what got in the way of or how can I help? Something else to keep in mind is our body language and our tone. Most of our communication is nonverbal, so be mindful of your facial expressions and your posture when you express yourself. That's something I'm definitely working on. When you're not sure how to phrase a question, start with how instead of why. That simple word replacement will put you in a better situation to steer the conversation. Imagine you were up for a promotion. Your boss says, I don't think you're quite ready for the promotion. You ask, why not? Your boss says, you're not ready to step up yet. You ask, why do you think I'm not ready? Your boss says, you've been late five times and you've made several mistakes. You ask, why can't I still get the promotion? This back and forth conversation continues without any clear outcome and could possibly become confrontational. Now in the same situation, you're up for a promotion. Imagine the conversation going like this. Your boss says, I don't think you're quite ready for the promotion. You reply, I'm disappointed to hear that, but I think I can do the job. How can I demonstrate to you that I'm ready for this promotion? Your boss says, well, you need to show me that you can come to work on time and that you have a better understanding of digital marketing than I think you have. In this second scenario, you receive a clear outcome and know exactly what you need to do to improve the situation. I've found that if you ask the right question, then you start to find a solution to your problem. Let's go back to that example I mentioned earlier. You know the one with the student that kept forgetting to take home the important papers to their parents? A better question to ask would have been, how can I help you remember to take this paper home to your parents? They might still respond, I don't know. But then that would provide an opportunity for us to brainstorm possible solutions. One solution might be me setting an alarm on my phone during dismissal time to remind them. Once the alarm goes off, I would remind them and express the importance of the task of remembering to give this paper to their parents. Now, I'm not saying this always works, but it usually does. I've found that if you ask the right question, then you can start to find a solution to your problem. Let's go back to that example I mentioned earlier. You know the one with my student that kept forgetting to take home the important paper to their parents? A better question to ask would have been, how can I help you remember to take this paper home to your parents? Now they still might respond, I don't know, but then that would provide an opportunity for us to brainstorm possible solutions. One solution might be me setting an alarm on my phone during dismissal time to remind them. Once the alarm goes off, I would remind them and express the importance of this task. Now I'm not saying this always works, but it usually does. Here's another great example with my students. Like many teachers, I often find myself questioning why students have trouble learning different concepts that I teach them. I used to say, why aren't my students working as a team? Why don't they just believe in themselves? But now I ask myself, how can I get my students to learn to work as a team? How can I get them to believe in themselves? Sometimes the answer might be something not in the curriculum or a little uncomfortable for some people. Take recess, for example. I often play organized games with my students at recess. When you multiply all of those days and months over the course of a school year, you get about 180 extra interactions with students. So recess is one of my favorite times of the day to teach teamwork, leadership, perseverance, along with many other skills. 
Now, whenever I have why questions, I try reframing them as how questions. H-O-W. When phrased properly, it provides us with a better route to a solution. Again, I'm no expert and I constantly work to get better at these conversations every day. So instead of automatically asking why, let's start asking how and what. Just ask your question and listen. Be open-minded and don't assume you know best. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Thank you for listening. You can help support the podcast by rating the show and sharing this episode with a friend. For more content, you can find me under the name Mr. Checo on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. As always, be good, be great, get better. See ya.